Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The NFC North, the Vikings, the Skull. Yeah. Right? They have the whole thing. The whole. Sky. The horn. The, uh, you know, the horn, too, they have in Minnesota. Oh, 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 TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Welcome into an emergency episode of Purple Daily. Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad here from our very own home TCL studios. And Judd Zolgad, let's jump right into it. Uh, the Vikings have signed, according to Adam Schefter and also Courtney Cronin, both from ESPN, eight-time Pro Bowler, 30-year-old cornerback Patrick Peterson to a one-year $10 million contract. We're live here right now on Score North, I should say Purple Daily YouTube. Your initial thoughts on this big splash headline defensive name, potentially future Hall of Famer signing. Yep. Well, after, um, what, three days of trying to get a big name, and I don't mean just a guy, I mean a big name, the Vikings are successful in getting Patrick Peterson. I like this, Phil Mackey, because this provides the no-question stabilizing influence cornerback that I wanted last year, which is to say Jeff Gladney and Cameron Dantzler and that group might be absolutely fine. In fact, I like those too. Um, but we sat here at this time last year and basically said, are you going to do a little bit more and go get a guy that could provide a veteran influence back there? And I did not believe at that time that um, Harrison Smith and Anthony Harris, just as safeties, could stabilize the cornerbacks. And I think that that was proven right. Uh, you asked guys like Gladney and um, Dantzler, Mike Hughes at first, and then guys like Chris Boyd and what Chris Jones. You asked those guys Chris uh, Jones. to do a lot of things they weren't capable of doing. In Chris Jones's case, it was tackling. Um, but even if I liked the guys that they had, I didn't think that they set them up to succeed as much as possible. Now y- you have a situation where the outside starters can be Dantzler, who if he could stay healthy, I think could be really good. Peterson who is a veteran proven player who, again, to use the word I've been using is a stabilizing influence. Gladney can play inside. If Hughes can come back, he can, but he's a two years of neck problem. So perhaps he can't, 
But, and now if you, if Harris does not come back, you know, it's Harrison Smith and probably a veteran safety or a young safety that you sign, which by the way, I'm fine with. I like how the back end stacks up now a heck of a lot more than I did a year ago at this time. And I think the thinking on getting Peterson is the exact right thing. Yeah. All right. So I am very, I'll be honest. I'm very conflicted with this signing. Okay. On paper, this is a very fun, splashy, very, very Vikings move. Like the the Vikings make splash moves just as much as any franchise in the NFL. This is a splash move. So I'll start with the positives. Okay. Mike Zimmer is a defensive-minded guru. The defense needed additional pieces and veterans and leadership, and the secondary needed some sort of veteran-experienced complementary piece. I think they got all that and more with Patrick Peterson. Uh, The things that he might be able to teach a young Cam Dantzler and a young Jeff Gladney He's like Mike Zimmer loves having assistant coaches on the field. He loves that Harrison Smith is basically an extension of him, right? Mm-hmm. Eric Kendricks has turned. I think Anthony Barr has kind of turned into this. He loves having that extension on the field. Um, I, I, you know, it just again, just like to stick with the positives. The defense was got awful last year. Daniel <laughs> Hunter comes back. Michael Pierce comes back. Kendricks missed a month. Barr missed almost the whole season, right? You get all these guys back. You you add you add three hundred plus pounds of run stopping weight in the middle in Dalvin Tomlinson, and now you add Patrick Peterson. So all of those things combined, this defense will no longer be a bottom five defense. There's still some holes in there, but this defense is going to be absolutely top half of the league, if not even better than that. Those are all the positives. Okay. Okay. Here are the negatives. Two main ones, mm-hmm. probably three main ones, but two main ones. Patrick Peterson isn't the same player he was five years ago. According to Pro Football Focus, Patrick Peterson graded 90th out of 136 cornerbacks last year, and he's over the age of 30 now. His PFF grades have dropped two consecutive years, and and and, and it's, I think, wishful thinking to think that he's just going to revert back automatically to being the Pro Bowl player that he was, like the legitimate bona fide Pro Bowl player that he was. All right? Agreed. That's Agreed. thing number one. Okay. 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 Negative number two. The Vikings came in with limited cap space. They cleared some to make room for players that they looked to sign. All right. Well, the first two big splashes they make, even though the offensive line only has one trustworthy player on it right now, are defensive players. They sign, they sign a nose tackle that they think can play some three technique, but probably doesn't factor much on third down. And they signed a cornerback who has declined two years in a row over the age of 30. Um, and they have yet to fix their offensive line. So, like, th- this this is where I'm conflicted. Their offensive line was bad last year. It's worse now than it was last year because Riley Reef is gone. Yeah. And so I'm sitting here and I'm like, boy, the Mike Mike Zimmer, Mike Zimmer gonna Mike Zimmer, man. Mike Zimmer is um is gonna he's either gonna go down in Mike Zimmer flames the way that he wants to go down and take everyone with him, or he's right. And all he needed was his guys, including a guy that he has probably envied from afar for a decade in Patrick Peterson. He needed his guys on defense to win a championship. 
you know, offensive line be damned. So how much do you trust Mike Zimmer is the question after these two big free agent signings the last 48 hours? As a defensive coordinator, implicitly, I trust him completely. He is one of the great defensive coordinators of our lifetime. As a head coach, you got to be kidding me. I mean, Patrick Peterson provides, look, Patrick Peterson is, is the latest version of Terrence Newman. That's who he is. Um, Phil, if we're talking about, I mean, to, to your points about what you don't like about this, if we're going to have a discussion about what the Vikings are doing, let's be very clear. They in no way follow the five-point uh, Purple Daily Mackey and Judd plan of success for a Super Bowl. What they do is they throw together defenses that they think are going to be good. And last year, I mean, they literally, I, I'm not trying, I'm just to be clear. I'm not trying to say that I know or that you know more about football than them, but we sat there banging the drum forever last year about, are you really not going to get a veteran corner? And they're like, no, 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 we're good. And we're like, I don't think you're good. Ordinarily you have one. So this move addresses the need to stabilize the back end. But do I think that this move is a Super Bowl move? No, it, it, it's to your point. You're right. It's a Vikings move. It's a splash. It's exciting. One year, 10 mil, which we'll, we'll probably f- find out is, you know, five mil or something like that. Who knows? Um, the cap is a myth. <laughs> that's well, no, but I mean, they probably have like, oh, it's, it, you know, it's 10. My my guess is Schefter got the, the scoop from Peterson's agent who said it's 10 mil. And in reality, it's like probably five mil guaranteed or something like that. But yeah, I mean, these are, there's a very disc, big disconnect between like what we think this team should do for its future and to try to win a Super Bowl and what the Vikings like to do, which is make a splash. But yeah, if you want to focus on the fact that, again, the left side of the offensive line right now, let's be very clear, has no one on it. Riley Reeves gone. I don't think he's coming back. I keep hearing, well, what if he decides to come back? I don't think he's coming back. Um, the left guard, there is no left guard right now. I, I guess you could move O'Neal to left tackle, but then my question is, who's your right tackle? But Mike Zimmer, and I mean, this is this is what makes him so interesting to me. He is now what? He's coached this team since 2014. He still thinks like a defensive guy. Mm-hmm. And he and and his desire, and I don't agree with this, but it's is his desire is to put the offense in the hands of the coordinator on autopilot until he wants to meddle in the kitchen. Um, so it's a Vikings move. I think it does help the back end with the contract being what it probably is. I certainly don't hate it. But is this a Super Bowl move? No. No, yeah. but I, I don't think this is a Super Bowl team. I, I can't get there. Yeah, this is um it's it is it is so conflicting. And I'm I'm looking at the YouTube comments. And by the way, holy crap, there's a ton of people watching this right now. And for those of you who are gonna listen via podcast later, uh, you can find us on YouTube, youtube.com slash purple daily podcast. So thank you everyone who's hanging out with us here. Uh this this uh this content is brought to you in part by our friends at Corona Hard Seltzer, spiked sparkling water and uh, natural fruit flavors. Corona Hard Seltzer has gotten us through some good and some bad times over the last year, Minnesota Vikings fans. And we <laughs> appreciate all of you who have who have supported our sponsors, Corona Hard Seltzer included. Relax responsibly, Corona Hard Seltzer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. Um, so I think in general... If you're an ownership group or a front office and you hire people to do a job, you should trust those people until it's until it's time to not trust them. And then in which case, just get rid of them. Right. 
And so I think, you know what, I here's what I'll commend the ownership and Rick Spielman for doing. They committed to Mike Zimmer, and they gave Mike Zimmer a new contract a year ago, right? Mm-hmm. And they have said, you know what, our instincts might tell us Kirk Cousins as the third highest paid quarterback in the NFL, kind of a tough thing to work with, offensive line in shambles. But we're going to trust that Mike Zimmer, when given the pieces that he wants and needs on defense, can coach this team into contention. And we saw it when all the pieces aligned on defense in 2017, this team went to the NFC championship game. And you could even argue that if he had a better quarterback that didn't sabotage the NFC championship game with a pick six and then went into the fetal position and was unable to score more than 10 points or whatever it was, like Case Keenum will go down as one of the more recognizable quarterbacks in Vikings history because of the Minneapolis miracle, that if you were to have given Mike Zimmer a better quarterback in the NFC championship game that maybe they would have gotten into more of a shootout. Um, and, and maybe he would have overcome a bad defensive performance. Uh, but, but it is undisputable that if you give Mike Zimmer the pieces that he wants on defense, he can mold them at least as recently as 2017. And so the front office and the ownership group is going down with Mike Zimmer right now and saying, all right, dude, we trust you. We hired you. We extended you. And we're going to give you the pieces that you want in free agency first and foremost. And then we're going to go to the scrap heap for a guard and to fill the other needs along the offensive line or draft an offensive lineman in the first round. Right. Um, whether that's the right you know person to put your trust in to win a Super Bowl remains to be seen. But I can commend the fact that they are sticking to the plan that they have. I, I, I mean, if you're going to commit, commit. And that's and that's what they are doing to this point, Judd. The problem with the plan at this point in time, though, is I think it's run, run its course. And I think the reality for the Vikings that they are not in a position to acknowledge is that the window is closed. Uh, therefore, it, this feels very much like, you know, we'll go back to what was our blueprint at one time. Um, and I do think that Mike is at the point now where the fact that he only thinks about defense can't be overlooked. And I know the Vikings defense was bad and I know that it needed improvement. So I appreciate that. But your the strength of your team, like it or not, is on offense. And right now you're doing nothing to improve that. And you've got good skill position players, but those skill position players need the proper protection. And your offensive line, right now it looks like you are banking on the draft. And I'm sorry, but the last time I checked, the draft was for building your team down the road. And the more pieces that you try and shoehorn in as rookies – and keep in mind, Justin Jefferson's not the norm, okay? Guys like Kaprizov and Jefferson don't just ordinarily step in and play great. So if you just think, I'm going to get my, my left tackle or my tackle, and I'm going to get this and I'm going to get that, well, guess what? Garrett Bradbury was very much that story. So I think the way the Vikings are going about building their entire team is probably wrong, but I also think that when the Wilfs turn Spielman and Zimmer loose for 2021 – this is what you were to expect because they are going in with the theory of bleep it, we'll do it our way, and if it mm-hmm. fails, it fails. And I think they're probably gone if it fails, which is an interesting acknowledgement from Spielman's side then that he is going to go down with the ship because I'm surprised that the GM wouldn't see this and say, I don't know that this is the right move. And my final thought is I don't think, yes, at the end of the day, the Vikings could not pay that upper tier A of free agents the most their cap i mean when your quarterback won't restructure his contract it makes it very tough to do um but i also think that we can't ignore the conversation that there were a lot of probably or not probably there were tier a guys they wanted 
who said, you know what, I'm good with the Jets or I'm good with the Bengals or I'm good elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, because the reality is I think the rest of the league looks at the Vikings right now like we do. Yeah. Not not a dumpster fire, not a bad team. But if you can't pay me more, you're really not in what we would consider a winning window right now. Um, so it's an interesting discussion. And I don't think they're probably doing things right here. But Patrick Peterson's a fun signing. So dude, it's, it's it fine. is. It is super fun. Like, that, that dude is amazing. And he's, I think he's going to be great for the locker room and for the team and for the young cornerbacks. And from that perspective, sign me up for sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to keep going down this positivity path for a second here because I, so, so I have thought throughout the, you know, the lead up to the off season that, that you, you need something to hang your hat on to say that we are elite at this to win a Super Bowl and the mm-hmm. Super Bowl should be the goal here. I think Mike Zimmer's goal is Super Bowl. He's been here for seven years. Like it's it's time to go, right? And he yeah. would even agree with that. Absolutely. And and I've thought all along that the offense, even with you know my criticism of Kirk Cousins, the offense is closer to being elite than the defense, which is shocking. But mm-hmm. that's sort of where we're at here in the Mike Zimmer era. And that if they were to go all in on using resources to to solidify the offensive line and pass blocking and change their scheme a little bit, don't overhaul the whole thing, but just be a little bit more pass forward with your scheme that they sure. could go from, they could go from being a really good offense to maybe being one of the three or four best offenses in the entire NFL. And that was my, my mindset going in. It's very obvious that their mindset going in was let's preserve the really good offense that we have. And maybe it can get better, but let's at least preserve the really good offense that we have. Yep. And then let's take the defense and bring it back to where we think it can be, which is elite. Let's have an elite defense with a pretty darn good offense and win a Super Bowl that way. Um, it's riskier, it's harder, and you're going to be banking on Patrick Peterson having a rejuvenation and guys staying healthy, which hasn't happened the last couple of years. Like you're literally banking on Daniil Hunter coming back and Eric Hendricks staying healthy for a full season and Harrison Smith not dropping off the age cliff. Anthony and all, Barr. And Anthony Barr. Like you're banking on all these things. Yeah. But if all those things happen, Yep. And your offense stays really, really good and maybe goes a little bit more pass forward. Yep. There is a path for this team becoming a contender overnight. There is. It's not likely, but there is a path for this team becoming a contender uh, a contender overnight. I think the problem will always come back to this, though, and it's probably not wrong. I think part of the reason why the coach is hesitant to go in on the offense is, one, he obviously loves his defense. I get that. But I think it's two, he doesn't trust the quarterback completely. And so he thinks that the quarterback is eventually, when push comes to shove, going to have to be dragged along by the defense's excellence. Mm-hmm. And so it'd be very interesting to see if Mike had his quarterback and he trusted him and really liked him, if that would be different. Because that's the one thing I keep coming back to. My feeling is this. In Mike's mind, Kirk started to play well when in 2020. They were one in five. And so like he comes back with, well, there's no real pressure now. We stink, I think. So then he comes back and plays well. And I think in Mike's mind, he thinks to, to himself, that's Kirk. And he's probably right about that. Um, but when you look at Jefferson and Thielen and Cook, and the fact that right now you are literally just getting, I mean, I don't even know what your plan is for the offensive line. I'm not high. I'm not high. I'm still not high. Honestly, um, like I'm getting a little drunk. I got to be honest. Well, I just did have a Molson. Well, I, I was doing a ho- hockey show before this. So, and and the guy was in Vancouver Island, I believe. And so I brought on a 
Molson Canadian. It was really good. And I was on with the guy who was drinking a beer that was an alcohol. I think it was 9.9. He said, I said Whoa, dude, you're going to be passed careful. out by the time this is done. Be careful. Um, yeah. But so, so I think that I, I think at some point in time, I think this Spielman and Zimmer didn't have the same vision really. And I think that Mike still thinks to himself, we can win this with defense, but Phil, I'll go back to, to what I told uh, Dex when, when you were out on Purple Daily yesterday. Mike Zimmer is operating right or wrong. He is operating on a philosophy that is strictly 1994. Like I said this, I bet you if you could find, if you went back in time to Zim's bedroom growing up in the Chicago suburbs in the 60s, I bet you there was a poster of Gail Sayers and Dick, Dick Butkus because the man eats, sleeps, and drinks running and run-stopping. He does. I mean, he just got two nose tackles. He just got two nose tackles. Why? And and I personally think it's great because I love fat guys. But, like, he literally just went out and signed um, Pat Williams 1 and Pat Williams 2. And then he's got his Dalvin, his Dalvins. Got Dalvin Cook. I can run the ball. I can run the ball. I can run the ball. Like, wouldn't you love to take his philosophical playbook to like Sean McVay and be like, <laughs> Sean, what do you think of this? Yeah. But, but in, but in a lot of ways, I just sort of envy this. Like as much as we sat here and said, okay, can Mike Zimmer evolve? Can they be more offensive centric? And can they, all right, can they take the, the limited resources they have and try and really pour them into the offense? And it, it's, it's just right back to Mike Zimmer's core. And yeah. like, it'd be easy for me to sit here and just sort of pick it apart and, I'm just kind of at the point tonight where I almost respect it. I'm almost sitting here like, you know what? Because you're drinking. All right, it's fair enough. <laughs> it's because you're drinking. You won't, you won't respect him in the morning, damn it. But I'm almost sitting here thinking, you know what? If this, like, if he's got one year left to to make it or break it, yeah. His way or the highway is defense. Yeah. And as illogical as it, I, and now there's two levels to this. The first level is, well, what do you mean illogical? Their defense was bottom five. Yeah, but like they're getting the they're getting a pass rusher back and Michael Pierce and like it was it was really it was probably an average defense that got hurt by injuries, right? Um, I think the the to me the logic is go all in on your offense and get it from eleventh in points to third and go and see what happens. So I can I can envy the I can envy the Mike Zimmer to his grave thought process here. And it's a super fun signing. By the way, what does this mean for Mike Hughes? Because right now it's going to be Cam Bansler, Patrick Peterson on the outside, and yeah, Jeff Gladney as the slot cornerback, and Mike Hughes coming off injury. But I mean, they, they, off- they, could, they could save a million by cutting him if they wanted to. And Hughes is coming off back-to-back neck problems in back-to-back years. I mean, he could be done. I And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, his fifth-year option, which won't be picked up, would have to be picked up in May. Mm-hmm. But uh, Phil, if we're t- talking about necks and back-to-back years, and if it's the same problem, yeah. he could be done playing. I mean, that's not... You can't fool around in football and come back and be like, I'll just try this. It's a neck. So I would guess that at the very least... And if this is the Vikings approach, it's probably the smart one. At the very least, if he is coming back, their thought process is we can't trust it. Yeah. And so they're probably right. Um, but yeah, so the whole Zim thing, though, the only thing I don't understand is what is at TCO Performance Center? What's the conversation about? So how are we going to protect Kirk? Dude, there is none. 
dude, like they're it. I got a question for you right now. They're literally sitting there. I'm sure I'm I'm sure they'll allocate draft resources, but okay. So I've had one beer. It's just one beer. And by the way, folks, I'm not smoking weed. I don't smoke weed. I'm too old to smoke weed. Um, But I got a question for you. Saturday is the day. 2022, everything in Kirk's contract becomes guaranteed. If you are all in on defense, as this team appears to be, and you have good skill position players, but what I don't consider to be, I'm sorry, a great quarterback. Do you consider trying with, with how things have gone? Okay. So you didn't get your top choices in free agency. Do you make some late phone calls on Kirk yeah. Cousins? Yes. I mean, you could replace him as, as much as it turns the stomach of Bears fans that Andy Dalton is their quarterback. It's one year. It's 10 mil. And then folks, at the very worst... You're done. You can take another run at Russell Wilson. Do you make another phone? I mean, the San Francisco 49ers still have Garoppolo, who I truly don't think they want. Do you pick up the phone and say, things haven't gone as we wanted. There is an opportunity to move on here because I am convinced there's interest in Kirk. The Vikings have just so far squashed it. I do make that phone call, but I've also built like Patrick Peterson one-year contract. I mean, I've built this thing to win now. And so I I need to know who's my quarterback going to be, and uh, am I saving money to sign somebody else? I feel like that ship has kind of sailed. Otherwise, I'm just going to let it ride. Like I would I would explore the phone call, yeah. um, but um, yeah, I think if I knew that like Teddy Bridgewater is going to be the quarterback and people are going to scoff at this, and Mike Zimmer loves him in the system that they're running, and he's cheaper and allows them to sign blank free agent okay let's have a conversation i'm not married to kirk at in any way shape or form so people keep saying you're high by the way yeah why um, do they think i'm high are, are my eyes like bloodshot bad no i did have one beer it must be your takes i'll fully admit to that i don't think my takes are high like i think my takes would be high if i was giddy about something <laughs> i just think i'm a realist but yeah i definitely i do not smoke weed man Mm-mm-mm. you know i'm in, that I'm now in a state that all that stuff is legal and I haven't partaken yet. I'm I've, I've, I've only, I've only done any form of weed one time in my life. And it was in Las Vegas like two years ago. And I, uh, I got a, I I, I like took like two extra puffs on a vape that I should have. And I woke up at two o'clock in the afternoon the next day with like, just like panic, like, Oh my God, what did I do? So I can assure you that I am not high at all right now. Um, with my takes, I smoked weed a few times in my, more my youth and i will say this it's hard on the lungs okay it's hard it's it it burns the lungs a little bit you know what i decided a long time ago stick with beer yeah by the way hard stuff either we've got uh i think we have this might be like only second to the to like the most panicked vikings vent line episode ever of people actually watching this right now on youtube and so thank you for all you hanging out with us right now just want to shout out so the score north app is free to download and we're giving away a hundred dollars per day from yeah. now until March 26th to, to, to one person per day who opened the score North app. The score North app is your hub for all of the score North shows on demand, Judd's articles, push notifications for breaking news, Minnesota sports breaking news. Uh, the person who wins a hundred dollars every day will also be entered to win a $10,000 prize pack from one of our nine partners. So all you have to do is open the score North app. It's free to download, register and pick your prize. Today's St. Patty's day winner of a hundred dollars is Nate Willie from Richfield, Minnesota. 
He's now entered to win the $10,000 Pick Your Prize Grand Drawing. Judd, any final thoughts from you here before we say goodbye? We'll do another full episode tomorrow on the Patrick Peterson signing. I'm curious what the what the next moves are. So I, I think that it's fair to summarize what's taken place so far by saying that the Vikings struck out on the first wave. This is definitely when, and I know that Peterson's a big name, but when you sign a guy to a one-year contract, that's definitely a second wave guy. Um, so I think there's more to come probably as far as moves go. I don't know that they're going to be names that jump off the page. But um, I'm curious. I am. I'm just so curious to see what is this team going to do at offensive line, Phil. I mean, something has to be done. I don't think Reef is coming back. Uh, but you just have some real questions here. And again, if Cousins is your guy, you need to protect him. You can't be like, mm-hmm. oh, he'll figure it out. He ain't going to figure it out. So offensive line is the next one to me that has to be in some way, shape, or form addressed. And I'm sure the draft can help there but it can't be the only thing, right? So yeah. there would have to be somebody, I would guess, in this next wave of B-group free agents who would be signed to uh, help out in the line. And I do think that there's quite a few guards left. Um, so there's there's going to be there's gonna be a guy or two that they could definitely sign. Yeah. I think my final thoughts are the offensive line is definitely still screwed. <laughs> and Kirk Cousins is probably looking at this thinking, all right, cool, like, so I'm going to have to not score as many points, but I'm going to die because yeah. I have Brian O'Neill and that's it. Um, but there's still some things they can do. Chad Graff reporting they have about $6 million in cap space left, but they, they're going to need like 5 or $6 million just to sign a first rounder. But is the, the Thielen, has that restructure I, taken hold yet? He's saying that that includes the Thielen restructure. Okay, so Harrison Smith then will have to get an extension here pretty soon because yeah. that would be the next domino to fall and, and he won't be gone. They'll extend his contract. But here, so here's the big question, because here's the one guy that you actually could get cap relief, reward him, and be done with it. Daniil Hunter. Correct. Or, like, you, or you do you go ex- to? Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, or do you go to Kirk and say, "Listen, buddy. So uh, we can sign a left guard. We we can sign a left oh, guard. Threaten him, or we don't have to. But it's up to you, Mister Restructure. What if they just told Kirk? We're going to play with three O linemen this season because that's what you wanted. <laughs> We're going to play with three linemen. Yeah, that's a good, that's a very good point. As but Vince do, McMahon would say, Kirk screwed Kirk. <laughs> you know, it's funny, Phil. When when you have the rest of the league, it seems like quarterbacks like Matt Ryan are stepping up and being like, "Okay, I'll do this." And you've got Kirk's contract, and again, Saturday, two thousand twenty-two, all becomes guaranteed. That's a lot. That's a lot. So we'll see. All right. Well, this has been awesome. Thank you to everyone for hanging out with us tonight on this emergency episode of Purple Daily. If you're new to the show, this is your destination for daily Vikings entertainment. That's Judd. I'm Phil. And we'll be back tomorrow with a full episode as usual and probably some second day thoughts, so to speak, on uh, the signing of Patrick Peterson. Tell your friends. Tell your friends about Purple Daily, and we'll see you guys tomorrow.